Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Right, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Be sure to check out the entire Campus to Canton family of podcasts, including Chasing the Natty, The Debbie Debate, and the Campus to Canton flagship podcast. Tonight's prospect, we're finally getting to Chris Olave. I feel like I've had guests lined up to talk about him, and then nobody wanted to talk about him, and I'm like, come on. I felt like it was a we don't want to talk about Chris Olave type of thing. So Chris Olave, senior wide receiver, Ohio State, six foot and 187 pounds. My guest tonight is Mr. Jacob Infante. Jacob, how you doing, man? Hey, Dwight. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm glad I was able to finally be the one to kind of break the dry spell for you there. But uh, <laughs> I like a lot, a lot. So I, I appreciate you reaching out and having me on for sure. Right. I, I kind of felt like I was in the Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno movie. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> what the hell? So, yeah. all right. <laughs> as far as the recruiting profile, Chris Olave was only a three-star guy, the 399th ranked in the history, or 399th ranked wide receiver in his class. Uh, actually, I had read that wrong. He's the 210th ranked wide receiver. I don't know what the hell this 20, 24-7 is. This is the weirdest <laughs> one. I've, this is the weirdest one I've ever seen. He was actually four stars on 24-7, but the composite was three stars. So, I don't know. Anyhow, 2018 from San Marcos, California. He did have 20 offers, including UCLA, Utah, Arizona, Boise State, ultimately chose to go to Ohio State. And I swear I'm not beating a kid in the background. <laughs> he had a kind of a quiet, quieter freshman year, but his sophomore year came out with 48 catches, 840 yards, 12 touchdowns. In the shortened 2020, he had 50 grabs for 729 and 7. And this last season, 65 cut to catches for 936 yards and 13 scores. And he had a pretty good combine, a 7.99 RAS score, most of that due to his 4.3940 yard dash, which I, I did not see on tape. So that was kind of a surprising number. Um, his vert was only 32 and broad jump 10.4. So he measured six foot. 187. Anyways, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Jacob, what traits and attributes does Olave possess you think will make him successful in the NFL? Yeah, so I think a lot of it comes down to his route running ability. I think you look at Olave on tape and he's a smooth operator is what I like to say. He's, you know, he is crisp coming in and out of his breaks, but I think more than that, his fluidity and just how natural an athlete he is really stands out. I'll admit, I didn't see that exact 40 time on tape, but I still thought he was a good athlete. I was expecting low 4-4s, like that 4-4-1 to 4-4-4 range, something like that. Uh, but you know, regardless, that's still a really good time. And I think that he's got the deep speed needed to stretch the field vertically. Uh, he's intelligent in his you know different variety of releases that he has. Uh, I think that, you know, especially a speed release is, you know, impressive his ability to, you know, one cut in another direction and then uses speed in his footwork to be able to attack those blind spots uh, through his stems and then get open. I think he's really good at that. He's got a good sense of how to exploit zone coverage. So if there's like a soft spot, you know, in the defense that maybe isn't designated to go in his route, he's able to identify it and serve as like a security blanket, if you will. He's good after the catch, too. I, I think he's, you know, maybe not elite in that regard, but he's good enough to be able to make some defenders miss in space. So overall, you're looking at a guy with a high football IQ. You're looking at an you know, above average athlete at the position. 
uh, and someone who produced at a very high level uh, at one of the top colleges in the nation in, in terms of football. Uh, he's, I like to think he's explosive. He's, you know, athletic, he's fluid, he's intelligent. And I, I think those in particular project him as a uh, first round pick in this year's draft. Right. I think that's where, I think, like I said, I didn't see that four, three, nine speed, but I think it, it is a testament to his burst. Like you said, his explosion that he, he I didn't get to, I didn't watch him run the 40, but I would assume that the way his explosion definitely helped him get up to speed. Cause that is one thing I did see on tape, but I didn't see like the long speed. So, but I do, I do like a lot of the same things that you noticed that you pointed out. He is just a very intelligent, smooth guy. He didn't look like he was doing anything out there. Like I swear, <laughs> but he was always open, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and he's, he's, he's got great hands, great footwork. You know, he runs really good routes. And I think part of the reason he gets kind of poo pooed on is because he just, I almost feel like he's an afterthought in this class with as good a wide receivers as we have. And he's just not elite at anything, but he's just very good at a lot of things. He's a guy that I think could easily, easily get in the, get into the first round. I mean, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but I noticed the things you said about, you know, the finding holes in the defense, you know, he, it just everything. Like, I mean, he's just, gosh, I'm kind of stuttering over myself here. I'm, the more I watched him, the more I, I can see why he kind of fell back in this class a little bit. But, man, I mean, he's going to make a damn good wide receiver, too, in the NFL. Jacob, what do you see as far as weaknesses, though? Yeah, so weaknesses with him, I think the big one is play strength. And he's right. he's not like a tiny guy. He's six foot, 187 pounds, but he's not like a, you know, a monster at the receiver position by any means. I think that uh, he can struggle a little bit in tight windows sometimes, and it doesn't show up a ton on tape because, you know, he's able to get open pretty well. But in those instances where he's not able to get open as well and he's facing more of a condensed space, uh, he can struggle a little bit with, you know, boxing defenders out at the catch point. And, you know, I, I think that does limit him a bit from being a traditional wide receiver one. Now, I, I, I think that that's exactly what he, a high-end wide receiver two is what you're looking at at the next level, a guy can, you know, make an impact right away, but he's like just one trait away from being like a bona fide wide receiver one. So I think play strength is a thing with him. I, I'd like to see Olave get a little bit better uh, breaking press coverage. And I, I know that he's a gifted route runner. And, you know, I, as I mentioned earlier, I think that he's got a nice, you know, diverse group of uh, releases in his game. He uh, attacks blind spots. Well, he, you know, able to adjust his stems accordingly but I think that he doesn't use his hands enough near the line of scrimmage. And, you know, when he does use it, I don't think it's physical enough. And that's what I think with Olave. He's never going to be the tallest guy out there in terms of receivers, the guy who can consistently go up and get the 50-50 ball. Uh, but, you know, that's not what you're drafting Olave for. You're getting a guy who's, you know, more so complimentary, who's able to, you know, thrive in, you know, short yards, being able to get open quickly, those intermediate routes. Uh, I think that's what Olave brings to the table. So play strength and overall physicality, I think, is the weakness with him. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, he's very good at a lot of things. I don't know if he's elite at anything. So uh, it's not like he has, oh, he's an elite speedster or he's, you know, insane at catching the 50-50 ball or something like that. So uh, I think that'll limit him a little bit. And with other receivers in this class, like a Traylon Burks or a Drake London, you know, or – I, I don't want to say Garrett Wilson because I think he's also one of those more well-rounded guys, but 
uh, Burks and London who have like that alpha trait, uh, whereas Olave, I don't really know if he has that. But uh, and again, I, I'm going on like a long rant about Olave, but I, I do think he's a really good player. Uh, and I think he'll be a really good contributor in the pros and he'll do so pretty quickly. Right. He's got that weird, he's, he's almost like a tweener, you know, like he's, yeah. he's not quite, he doesn't have the suddenness that you want from a slot guy. You yeah. know, he doesn't, he isn't quite that he can't, you know, if, a, if, a, like you said, by lacking the physicality, you know, you're not going to get a slot corner coming in there, jamming him. That's not going to, he's just not going to be productive in the slot. But then as far as an outside receiver, he's missing a lot of the, like another, it goes back to physicality again. You know, he can't box out his guys. He's not a big run after the catch guy either, which which kind of turned me off of him a little bit. But yeah, I can see the same things you see. the The same exact things could hold him back. He's just in kind of a weird spot. You know, he's in yeah. kind of. You almost feel like he should be better than he is, or it might just take a team getting really creative with him and using him. You know, it, it's going to be tricky. So, as far as the mock draft databases go. Um, Recently, he's gone 18 to the Saints, 23 to the Cardinals, 15 to the Eagles, 22 to the well, 22 to the Packers. I mean, just about anybody in that latter half of the second round that needs a wide receiver. Is there any of those teams or another team you could see him being a really good fit on? Yeah, so I think that there are a handful of different opportunities for him to be selected. And a lot of those teams you mentioned, I, I do think, are very good fits. I think the Saints is one in particular, especially – if they, if they do keep Michael Thomas, if they don't keep Michael Thomas, I think Olave would be a good compliment to him. And they haven't had a true wide receiver, too, who's been able to be consistent and contribute for a long amount of time. Uh, they haven't had that in quite some while. So I think that uh, if the Saints do want to go in that direction, uh, then I think that would be a really good pick for them at 18. I think Green Bay at 22 would also be a really good fit for him. I think that you know, having traded Devontae Adams, I could see them double down on receivers early on, one in the first, one in the second, maybe something like that. Uh, and I think Olave would be a really good building block for them, a nice weapon who can contribute right away for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, is, is he going to be the type of guy who consistently goes to all pros and pro bowls? I don't think so. But is he going to be a reliable weapon who can consistently make grabs and who can consistently get open? I do think that'll be the case. So Green Bay would be another good spot. I don't think New England will take a quarter uh, wide receiver rather very early, but I, you know, I do like that as a potential scheme fit for him. Uh, the earliest I could see him going is maybe the Jets at ten, but again, I don't think that they're going to want to take Olave that high. I think you're looking at more so in the second half of the first round for him. Uh, Philadelphia at sixteen, maybe, but again, I'm not to, uh, either one of fifteen, sixteen, or nineteen. But I'm not so sold they're going to do receiver first round, but. I don't know. I think the ones that really stick out the most to me are New Orleans and Green Bay, I think, are the big ones. Right. New Orleans would be really interesting. I don't I understand what you're saying about Green Bay. I just think it depends who's on the board. Yeah, I think I think if if Burks or London is there, I think the Green Bay is going to go for that type of guy. Yeah, you know, but I could see Olave being like a really good. Like, I would. I think they should take two of them in the first round. Honestly, <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers is too, and he's like, if you draft another damn quarterback, I swear I'm done. Anyway, <laughs> so, I feel sorry for that guy. I don't know what they're doing out there. And as far as fantasy, do you, do you play fantasy, Jacob? Or I do. Yeah. Okay. Where would you be targeting Olave in your rookie drafts? Uh, so in my rookie drafts, I think he's, you know, most certainly a first round guy. 
especially depending on if you do uh, PPR or not. I think PPR, he might hold a little bit more value because I don't necessarily think he's going to have that, you know, big playability who's, you know, that's the go-to guy is the deep threat on a consistent basis. I don't think that's going to be the case, but get a guy who's in a PPR, you're probably looking at like five catches, 60 yards a game, something like that. I mean, I'm just spitballing there, but you know, that's pretty good production that you could get. And someone who can be a solid, you know, overall starter in the league for quite some time and an overall starter for your fantasy team. So I'd say definitely first round, the two guys that I know for sure that I'd have in a rookie draft are over Olave or Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And I think the others mostly come down to uh, where they end up. I think that say if Drake London ends up somewhere like the jets, I think he's going to get a lot of touches right out of the gate. Uh, But if he ends up somewhere where he's, you know, serving as more of a complimentary type of guy, then that might not be the case. Uh, And then with Traylon Burks, you know, it depends how do other, how do the teams use him? You know, are they willing to, you know, manufacture touches for him, get him out into space? Because if that's the case, then I'd take, uh, you know, both of Burks and London over Olave in those fantasy drafts. And also keeping in mind the ceiling. I think that Burks and London have higher ceilings, even if Olave's, you know, more of that polished guy. So I'd say probably around like in the first round, maybe pick like five or six, something like that. I, I think that that seems about fair considering you could go Jamison Williams, but he also has the injury. So you don't really know. Uh, Kenneth Walker is another guy, but again, I think that comes down to where he lands Isaiah Spiller, so on and so on. Uh, Malik Willis, even I think has a really high ceiling. Uh, <laughs> so as I see the, uh, the Michigan state there, uh, but you know, I think that and Malik Willis, another guy you can make an argument for, but I'm not huge on drafting quarterbacks early in any setting uh, in right. terms of fantasy, but yeah, I'd say five or six is probably the sweet spot for Olave. Have a couple higher upside guys ahead of him, but acknowledge, okay, this guy's probably going to contribute pretty well right away and be, you know, either a low end wide receiver too, or at least a quality flex uh, pretty early. Right, excellent. You think the Bears have a chance to get in Olave? What if he fell second? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> hope so. I hope that's the case. A really good fit. Yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. I think that. The, you know, there were reports, I don't know exactly how, you know, if they're true or not, but there were, you know, reports and rumblings that the Bears like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, and, you know, they're interested in, oh, we can pair Justin Fields with one of his college guys, you know, because it's worked out with, you know, it's right. worked out in Cincinnati, it's worked out in Philadelphia and Miami, what have you. So I, I could see that being a possibility, but I don't think he's going to fall to 39. Honestly, I think someone's going to take a shot on him late in the first, so... If he's there at 39, Olave has my complete support at that pick. Right. But, you know, at, at the same time, I, I don't think it's going to be – I don't think that's going to be the case. But, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Jacob. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and your work. Please. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so you guys can find me on Twitter at JacobInfante24. Uh, and I do a lot of – Chicago Bears and NFL draft writing over at Windy City Gridiron, which is affiliated with SB Nation. And I also do NFL draft stuff, uh, mostly interviews with prospects over at the Draft Wire uh, with USA Today. So, you know, that's where you guys can find me. Uh, my draft guide is going to be going up on my Patreon. That's in my uh, that's linked in my uh, Twitter bio. And yeah, yeah, that's where you all can find me. 
Excellent. Thank you very much. Everybody check that out, man. All right. You can find me on Twitter, FFPeoplesChamp, this pod at DailyDraftRPRT. Thank you all very, very much for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.